Oh, you bastard. Thanks for joining us at the Crucible. Nice shot. After you, sir. We are we, are we, are we, this week? Can you be quiet, please? I'm trying to concentrate. See if I can get this right. Sunderland. Sunderland, yes. Burnley. Yes. Some Belgian, some Belgian team. Northampton. We're very close as well this week to the 100,000 mark subscribers on YouTube and we're going to have a little competition. Anybody who subscribes between this video and the next, we're going to give a, a football shirt away. A brand new football shirt. Crisp out the bag. And we'll also give a football shirt away to the one of the subscribers who already subscribed. Yeah, yeah. previous subscriber will also win a shirt of your, your team and your size. Changing lives again, haven't we? Our second... A lot of siblings to be on the podcast. Can you name the first? Yes. The Thornleys. Mm-hmm. Well done, John. Kudos to you. Thank you. Well done. Surprise me. favourite Sunderland songs, isn't it? The best ever. <laughs> <laughs> I started it. No. <laughs> I started every week now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from my point of view, it's true. So no. <laughs> It's still a firm fan favourite, isn't it? It is. It gets sung all the time. I, sometimes I go into the weird games and I, I could be stood there with a cap on and me court watching like last season in the winter and I'm stood there and there's like lads of 19, 20, you know, younger, singing the song and I'm stood right next to them. And they've they've no, no idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody mentioned the Nigeria. And I can't remember Steve telling that. The, 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 yeah, the, it's, so it, a friend of mine's in the, in the forces and some of these mates trained some of these guys in Nigeria, these Nigerian special services and stuff like that. So I, I believe there was some sort of sky or some sort of event for, for uh, the Premier League and there was a minibus turning up at... Uh, in Nigerian Lagos, so they were turning up to do some some event anyway. So I think there was, uh, uh, I think Jamie Carragher was in there, Neville uh, Lamp, Lampard, and I think even uh, Rio Fernand was in the bus. Supposedly they've turned up, obviously, to this hotel. It's high security. The barriers are down. There's about six guards, you know, big Nigerian guards, all with guns and rifles. And uh, so they just said papers. So they're all having to hand the papers out, and, and they're all looking in, you know, checking checking the papers, checking who, who they are. And so far, and he just gives the papers back, and he just nods to the guy to lift the barry up, and as they're going past the, the big guy guns, Leoi, 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 <laughs> and Steve's like, fucking Nigeria. <laughs> but some of the British service guys were telling them to do it, so uh, yeah, but even in Nigeria gets sung. So I'm, I'm pleased about that. Yeah. Uh, it, did you start at Ipswich? I did. So uh, did that call yeah. out? Would you believe the story is I'd I'd been at Newcastle, not as a schoolboy, but it's, you know when the school days, school holidays turn up, they invite you to to, to come and play. So I was uh, so I went there and the Ipswich scout saying his play centre forward there because my Sunday team where all the scouts used to come because we had some good players. I played right side and Clive Mendonca actually played in uh, in the middle. So what the scout only just seen is for the first time play centre forward. And it just went, can I, can I bring you down? And then we went down, uh, I think I was 14, when I was 15, I was 15. Uh, and he took a load of lads from Scotland and the northeast, and it was virtually like a north v south 
collection of players and it was a huge, you know, yeah, as I said, there's about 12, 24 players there and we just had a massive game and it was just right up my street and I was signed on from there, from Ipswich. And it was fantastic. Again, for Ipswich then at, at that time were, were, were a big concern. Yeah. How did you find moving away? That is weird. Yeah, I couldn't wait. Just get away from Steve. Just a weird, <laughs> not so much about Steve and then. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, it, I just I just found things, school and all, I thought things a bit difficult. And I just I just wanted just wanted to get away and and and, and live my life by me, you know, as I say, as a as a, as a young man. Individual. I just found I found everything else really constructive, uh, constructive within 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 where I was at the time. Yeah, it's some most are like, isn't it? You know, when you said you wanted to get away, you yeah. fucking did, yeah. didn't you? I was sixteen and three months. <laughs> Jeez, but yeah. some some distance. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, do you know what? I loved it. I really loved it. The, the way they looked after you, Nips, which was great. You went into digs. Uh, there was a lovely couple that looked after us. I was by myself. You know, just, but but travelling in, I was only walking distance into the ground. But the lads were great at the time because there was a lot of lads from the northeast. As I said, this guy who I, I don't know if he can mention his man. He works obviously special forces and stuff like that. He was there at the time as a as a goalkeeper. Uh, kept he was. He, I've known him since I've been four years old. So there was like the same in a few of the northeast lads. So it was a real good click of group of group group of lads that we uh, yeah that it was it was great to be there. Did you get a chance at Ipswich? Any around the first team or not like that? I was I was close. I, I mean, it was tough the first year. As again, I was a gangling, you know, six foot two. You know, we had about eleven and a half stone wet through. Uh, but within that year, I grew. I was getting bigger and stronger, and then I came back when I was just obviously seventeen, and I was banging my goals in. I mean, really, really, I was was playing well. Uh, and then I think it was around about halfway through that season, uh, Bobby Ferguson came as he was manager at the time. I was, we were playing Watford in the reserves, and I think I'd scored about nine or ten goals already. And he just said, uh, "Keep your cell rate." He said, uh, "You'll be in the first team on Saturday. They were playing Bradford away." And uh, I went up with the ball with, I think I'd scored, I chased a ball through and it was, uh, it was Tim Show with the goalkeeper. We went together and he landed and brought me hunger. Oh no. Yeah. And I, as I come off, it was, a, it was just before, it was just before half time I come off and I was just sat in the treatment room and the physio went to Bobby, went, uh, I think he's brought his hunger. And he went, you silly cunt, and walked away. That was it. So I had all this time off and tried to get back, but it's it's then difficult. He gets the sack, mm, but yeah. uh, I, I done it's just signed pro contract. And the freaking game was five four as well at Bradford. I thought I had definitely been on the score sheet, <laughs> and that just how life changes for you in football. And that's what we were talking about it. It's, it's hard, you know. You've, sometimes you get the sometimes you get the breaks literally, mm. and sometimes you don't. Yeah. How long did you sign that first contract? The first contract was till the end of the season. So I would just get myself fit, and he gave us one more year. Uh, but then he obviously he got sucked, and then uh, John Duncan came in. And but I'd I'd done me knee a couple of times as well, even pre pre season. I was uh, yeah, I was I've gone through. Again. I was gone through a few bad injuries, and again when I got to nineteen, I was told I'd never play professional football again. Really? Yeah, I, I damaged me knee. That they took all the cartilages out, and it just says you're done. You're done. Yeah. So what, what what did you do at that stage? Did you think that's it? I'm I am done. Yeah, I, 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 John, you're just coming through, coming over the uh, the operation. I'm in the hospital bed and I'm just off waking up and this is what the, the surgeon tells us. And at first I'm like, no, I've dreamt that, man. That's, that's not, that can't be right. Second opinion. Yeah, but they had the physio come and he went, you're doing well, I'll, we'll help you and see what you know, but, but you'll have to, uh, so that's did, it. And did you enjoy being that? like a football, like the football crack and everything? 
Oh. The, you thought, I, I want to do this for the next 15 years. I, well, I, that, that was my life. You know, I've never done and thought about doing anything else in my, in my life. So I obviously come home. Uh, would you believe it's like you leave the peer fear, uh, peer you up and stuff. So 1,500 quid I got. 1,500 oh, quid. For service. service. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. And when I did get back to football, I had to pay the fucking PFA back. <laughs> did you? Right? Oh, they so wanted the like money the, back. The retirement. Aye, the retirement thing that they wanted it back. I thought, right, what can I do? So I thought, well, I, I knew people that were in the police force, and so I just thought I'd just, I'd, I'd just do that. So I was about to go to an interview uh, for the police force, and I got a call one evening to say, do you fancy coming to Belgium? Uh, having a trial over there. And I says, oh, well, I'll have to think about it. I says, when are you going? He went, I'll pick you up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I went, I said, I'll go. I was there for nearly three years. But again, it was part-time. So I was able to do the part-time stuff, you know, manage the knee. But uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I ended up doing. And I ended up getting back into it. Where did you do all your rehab and that from your... Didn't, just did it myself. My knee didn't actually heal properly as well. So it was, it was half bent. So I never did the stretches. Yeah. Which again affected us when I eventually got back Later to football. On. It was the kneecap was always running, but uh, rubbing. So I played the rest of my career. I was going to sign for Sunderland with this with this really really bad knee. It's just unbelievable. Uh, I can't. Your, your mum's there's a phone call. Your mum's answered it. Uh, yeah, it's for you. And you fans to come to Belgium. Play football. Like. It just says yeah. Pick us up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> who was it? Who, who called you? It was a, a, a local scout called Gordon Ellis. Who, not Gordon Ellis. Gordon it was Ellis. Anyway, I can't remember his first name. He uh, he'd played over there in Belgium, right. uh, and I went over with a lad called Danny Olson because I'd, I'd starting to get fit again uh, a little bit, and I played a couple of games for Gateshead. I think I played six games, scored, scored six goals, and I was promised like hundred quid. Uh, and when I came, but you know, there again, no money. I was last in, went around, you know, come, come in, lay you're in the door, open the door, there's a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just terrible. So, again, so once I got the opportunity, I'd, I'd, I'd go. Yeah. Thing is, they don't, I'm guessing they don't say, give somebody a shit sandwich like that without really thinking that you're not going to play football yeah. again. Mm. So, how did you, did you just prove, how did you prove them wrong that your knee ended up being all right to even play part time? Well, it wasn't because I've got knee replacement. That's a problem. I shouldn't have played. I, I, I'm suffering the effects now. But I just, I just took tablets for, for like 15 years. Fuck me. Aye. So I was on painkillers and uh, Volterol, you know, like, like uh, ibuprofen tablets, fairly high power ones, and drink generally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you just like off the phone. Mum, I'm uh, on my way to Belgium at morning for six weeks. Well, uh, I wasn't. So it was, first of all, it was, it was a trial. And then I came back and they offered us a contract with Danny Olsen. And then uh, said, brilliant. So I came, came back. I was getting everything sorted. And then Danny rang us and said, I'm not going. And we were meant to be going for, to the same thing. So it was just like, what do I do? Do I want to go myself? I was just saying, by this time, I'm just, I'm only 19 as well. And I thought, two, three months, let's do it. So I did it. And again... Played 11, scored 11, scored in the 11 consecutive games in, uh, in, in the league's second division in uh, Belgium. And then they signed us on a, a two-year contract. In a weird way, did you have more fire in your belly when you went over there? Because you thought, well, I've, I'm just proving people wrong. I've got no, nothing to prove proving people anybody. wrong. It's just something I wanted to do. I mean, I was, I was mad to play football. I was given another chance. And be it, I was, I was their professional, the only professional, because they were giving us a, a, a full-time contract. And the other lads were part-time. But it was just, it was living that life again as a, as, as, as a footballer. Nice beer, that Belgium 
be here as well. Well, isn't it? well, I was down the south and it was Jupiter. I'll tell you what, I, I was uh, <laughs> nice drop. Well, I would be driving, I'll be just walking down the streets and they'll be like, Grand Anglais, Vionnesse, and I'll be walking in. There'll be beers there. I'll be like, all day, all day. That was eating spaghetti bolognese for some reason. <laughs> Did you make mates and stuff over there? Lord's I, we went back over. Uh, another lad signed later, later on, Paul Watson, who was at uh, Newcastle. Uh, and we went over for like a, a 25th uh, anniversary because we got promoted to the, their second level. Yeah. Uh, and the team itself was virtually a village team. It's just like you know, your village team getting into, I suppose, Luton getting into the, uh, <laughs> into the right. Premier League. It was, yeah. it was like unbelievable that, you know, that that happened. So we went over, we met the president again and some of the ex-players and we just had two, three days absolutely just on a bender really. <laughs> it was brilliant. Are you still a striker or are you... Still well, half. I, I was I was always a striker of Belgium. I that was yeah, yeah I finished uh, top goal scorer in the league uh, two years run. Thanks to the Fair Play Exchange for sponsoring the series thus far. Celebratory mood in the house. Thanks to Johnny P. This one mine, this lads well outfit, done, this man. one. Yeah, you can buy some deodorant with your winning. Is <laughs> <laughs> <Not> it bad? <laughs> Get in there, we're excellent. Back in the game. Thank you, Manchester City. <laughs> we got a new bet this week, and this is tighter, I think, with our 50-50 bets between everyone. I don't think a lot of them have been 50-50, if I'm honest, but... No, but this is, this is that's what I'm saying, this is a 50 Statistically? Yeah. What we got? Saying, here we go, there's going to be under 30.5 goals in the Premier League. We, so we want under 30. We want under 30.5 goals. Average this season has been 30.33. Well, it couldn't be any tighter, could it, John? That is as tight as Matty. Well, he's been betting against us. No, I know, he's, he's cleaning up. 25 quid in his account. Matty's flying, by the way. Whatever we say, he knows it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so if you sign up to the Fair Play Exchange, deposit your fiver. If you sign up with a code COSH, then you get sent the under the COSH bets. And this week we're saying there's going to be under 30.5 goals. If there's more than 30.5 goals, then... You win. You're in the money. Money's in the account. Good bet. A couple of results and you, you, you're halfway there, aren't you? Yeah. Get involved, download the app, and then you can go against us this weekend. Less than 30.5 goals. So it's not like a bookies, is it? So we're betting against each other. Yeah. No high street bookie, taking your money. No commission. No slices being cut off. Exactly. No exactly. whatsoever. It's just us against you. Just betting against your mates. Bit Do of you crap. Have a bet during the golf. Bit of a game of FIFA. What else can you do? Anything really, can't you? First one home on a night out. Yeah. Who can eat the most pancakes? Can you eat many pancakes? No. But please do gamble responsibly and you've got to be over 18 to take yes, part. you be over 18. Link's in the description. And use that code COSH and then you, every week you'll get sent the COSH bet. This week I think we've got a chance. The COSH bet. Fit in with the other lads, I suppose. Once you got the, got to grasp well, with the, the language, a lot, lot of them, lot of them was able to speak English, so I got away with that. And then a lot of the times, I could get get by with uh, fo football French rather yeah. than you know, your normal conversational stuff like kick the ball, cross the ball, all that sort of stuff. I mean, I was getting booked sometimes for for shouting too loud. And one of the times, the uh, the, the referee pulled the uh, the chairman and said, uh, "The Grand Anglais." He says he he says fuck too much. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Be gone crazy." I was I was still young, but I would just I wanted to score. You know, I was, if if one of the wingers didn't cross the ball, I was 
and gone nuts with them. So, yeah, it was. Uh, but again, I suppose, yeah, I suppose they're fine in the belly just to say, look, I'm, I want another chance. Did you fit in with the culture and everything in Belgium? Like for life. Sounds like beer it. and spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is Belgian culture? Just black drinking wine? more relaxed, is it, would you say? Or is it just like for like? I mean, again, the issue I had when I went as well for the first time, it was jumping. The, street, it was, the streets were full of people drinking and so forth. So I thought, great. So when I got back, I dumped my cases. I went straight out thinking, absolute ghost town. And I was asking people, and they went, oh, it was the, uh, the festival of Wallon. He says it only happens for three days, once a year. He <laughs> <laughs> brought you on festival. Great timing. We'll get all suck in. I was just like, I chin on my chest. So <laughs> just found a bar and had a, had, a, had a couple of drinks. That, that was it. Did anybody come and watch you from over here? How did no, they no, move to so Sunland? I, uh, I got sucked over there, so this is a, this is a whole <laughs> thing. So I, uh, again, we, through success, that they, they took out the the, uh, the trainer that we had, who was a really nice fellow, and they brought this other guy in, who brought all the, his own players, and all of a sudden the dynamics of the team changed, and he brought this young uh, young lad in from uh, Germany, uh, and he played him centre forward, and, and, and I, you know, he dropped me. Uh, I wasn't happy about it, so I went to the uh, the chairman at the time, and I just said, look, I'm not happy. You know, you can imagine I'm not happy. So can I go home? And he went, uh, well, you'll have to pay for it yourself because at the time I used to get four trips back to the to the northeast, you know, nice flight out to Brussels to Newcastle. But he says, you'll have to pay for it yourself. And I says, that's fine, I'll, I'll do that. So we then, on we due back, and I was getting decent money uh, when, I was due, when I was due back. Snow hit, things were delayed, and I came back two, two days late. And on the apartment that they, they were paying for us as well, there was just a letter on saying, uh, you've uh, breached your contract. You sat, pop. Obviously, went back twenty five years later, and it was the it was the manager saying we we didn't need him. Just uh, we'll, we'll get rid of him. I've sure. got such and such. Give and him such. an excuse, really. So I just had to pack my bags and, and come home again. How did you fail? I was devastated. I was I had apartment. I had <laughs> I was getting decent money, uh, and that was it. So I was again, you know, back on the door. But were, were you not like getting any interest from? Higher Belgium teams. If yeah, a couple. I went. I went. I, I went to one, but again, towards the end of one season, I, I had this pelvis problem again. The injuries. I had this pelvis problem, which affected us, and I was. I just wasn't right when I went for a trial there because they were trying to sell us. But uh, but I just I just I just ended up coming home, and and again, I just got a job working for BT. And I was in a, I was in the mail room at BT, and then trying then to to sign up for a, for a couple of clubs. But before it was before the bossman, they kept me uh, registration. Couldn't play for anybody. Refuses. So, I, well, I, I won't be going back for this 25 anniversary. If I would, I'd be chinning someday. Yeah. Well, it was that was that was, was the way. I was part of the time. That, that's what it was. You know, they just they wanted money. They wanted money for us. They thought obviously that was worth a few quid. So this just says until somebody buys you, we're keeping yeah. your registration. So well, not paying I, you? Not paying us either, no. So I was working for BT. They had a fax machine. I kept faxing the FA and the PFA every day to say, can I get me, release me forms, release me forms. And eventually it was agreed after one day less than uh, than a year that I could play non-contract football. So again, you know, just for your non-league stuff. So, oh, so you couldn't even play? No, not only for the league. dog. Doug the league couldn't play for anybody. Couldn't play for anybody. So I had a, nearly a year out. But in hindsight, maybe it was good for me, eh? so I came back, I signed for CM Redstar, which is a local team, you know, a few of my mates were playing, just to get back into it. And then then that season, I signed on half decent money for uh, 
for Bishop Auckland and I was playing on a Sunday. So I was, I was earning, again, earning okay money and I started scoring goals and then Terry Butcher took over uh, Sunderland. I knew Terry in the backroom stuff, Bobby Ferguson, and I just thought, I'll get a chance here, you know, if I keep up. So uh, the scout, John Crothers, came to watch us against Durham City in the FA Cup, scored a hat-trick. Then uh, Ipswich was wanting us back. So, uh, first of all, I was Ipswich first. Uh, played against Charlton. I was playing up front with uh, Goddard and scored the best goal I've ever scored in my life. Absolute worldy. Top corner from about 25, 30 yards out. They wanted to sign us. And they said, look, John Lyle hasn't watched you, so will you come to... And I said, look, can I please first go back to the northeast in Sunderland? Because I've been invited to play and it's Sunderland versus Newcastle at Roger Park. And I just want to play at it. <laughs> and they went, that's absolutely no problem at all. You can do that. So I went up there, scored within two minutes, and then come off at half time and Terry Butcher offered us a contract for Sunderland. For me, Lee, this is this is probably the biggest roller coaster of <laughs> Korea right. up to up to now. Yeah. Like, I signed for Sunland, he signed five hundred quid a week. I was getting more money working for BT, playing on a Saturday and playing on a Sunday. So I actually signed for Sunland professional football, less money than I was getting. Massive Sunland fan. Huge Sunland fan. It was just that was it. I mean, you can imagine I, I've lived and breathed it for, for all my life. You know, I'm just huge, huge, huge Sunderland fan. To get that opportunity. Yeah. Was it a reserve game then, I'm assuming? Reserve game. Was about, it was about uh, 15,000 there for a reserve game. We won 4-1. And I mean, I've, I've still got the team sheet. There's some good players on there, especially from the Mags at the time, because they they were going well. You know, I think this is this is 90, 93. So they were going well. It was uh, Keegan era. That must have been some moment for you to score in that game. Coming from BT office. Yeah. But just before I, I signed for Sunderland, I'd, it was, I'd been out on the drink on the Saturday. We played Bishop Ball and I'd been on the drink and I was well hung over. It was absolutely freezing. Gets to the pitch, our home pitch, and there's like ice in puddles, just ice. So the referee's gone around breaking the ice so we can play. And then, uh, oh, geez, that was so bad. <laughs> The ball gets played. I'm, I'm, I'm half running. I feel absolutely ill. Anyway, I get tripped and I just land in one of these puddles. And I just get up and I'm like, I'm off. I'll see you later. And so I was sat in the change room and that's, I'm just sat there and just thought, what are you doing, Lee? You finished, son. You've, just, you, you've had it. You, you've, you've absolutely had it again. Two weeks later, I signed for Sonnet. I mean, talk about a roller coaster. Uh -huh. I was just about to pack it all in. You've had two, two retirements by the time you're 22. Yeah. I will leave at this yeah, point. I'm, I'm, uh, I've had so I was I was retired at nineteen, and then I was uh, well, the twenty three, twenty two, twenty three. I was yeah, I was I was sacked and, and just on on, on the uh, on the scrap beat really, not, with, with nothing to do. And then signed for your end up signed for your boyhood team. Yeah, <laughs> what twenty four, twenty three, just and then they just gone twenty three. It was two. It was yeah, or, yeah, just before my twenty fourth birthday. I've signed in March nineteen ninety three, and then made me. Home debut against Portsmouth. I think Portsmouth got two sent off, and I come on for like five minutes, which which was which was great. Like at Roger Park, at Roger Park guy. So when you know, like when you got back when you in, in, back into it with Sunderland, is you all right? And you're thinking, I can play at this level. I think I'll be all right at this. Uh, again, an hour you didn't say it. You just just, just said, kept stung. just kept stung. You yeah. were medical and 
not not no touch your toes <laughs> I, yeah it was exactly just that you know they watched us play i'd had a bit of a twisted angle from the ipswich uh, uh trial so so i was out for about three or four weeks even when i just signed so so everything was fine got spoke with the with the uh the physio at the time and i just said i've got a few issues with an knee. he went how was it and i went it's it's, yeah, it's fine that, that was enough for him that was enough to be fair that's good honesty that because i'm not saying a word about it i mean he's, i'm but I was the, all. To be fair, at the time, they always just said, because you know, if you remember, I've, I've got Terry Butch and stuff. They were at Ipswich. They know I got, I got, mm. I got finished. So it's not really waste of time telling a lie. So I just, just went with it. And they just said, well, we'll manage it. But I knew then, if I had a couple of days off, they'd have probably released us. Or, or you know, so I wouldn't get in the team. So I, just, I trained every day. I just made sure I was taking my tablets. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> remember your first goal. Oh, hi, Birmingham. Is that when John Kerr? Did John yes. Kerr break his leg? So John had just shoved it through to us. I've just stepped over it and, would you believe, curled it with my left foot and knee enough in the top corner. And then uh, minutes later, he, he breaks his leg and he does the, uh, the infamous uh, canoes off the pitch. Yeah. So that that was that was that was when I, that was when I scored. I. What was the dressing room like? Speaking about Don Goodman before, it was terrible. Terrible when I signed. I mean, I had Terry Butcher, who to me was an absolute icon, was a hero. I'd watched him put foots through doors. I watched him, you know, nearly strangle Gary Speed. I watched him do so much. And as a manager, he, he was awful. And I've, I've met him, you know, many times before. And he, and he just says, yeah, it just didn't go well for him. Just didn't go well for him. But it was them and us. He he seemed to alienate likes of uh, Gordon Armstrong and I was he and, and just, just got on people's in court to be fair and it was just always arguments always arguments within the chess room amongst players and staff yeah but mostly it was them against us it was seen to be the staff i mean at times we would play shit and and terry was obviously player manager and he'd just sit there and wouldn't say anything it was because he was there and he was thinking about his performance i'm guessing and the you know likes of don saying, are you gonna fucking say anything and this is an and then it would all kick off again i mean he came in once to the uh we play newcastle should have been should have been called off. Should have been called off. It was absolutely lashing there, but it was live on live on some TV program. And uh, we'd just come back from Scotland and he, he was missing. Nobody's seen him. It was an hour before, forty-five minutes before. And then he turns up with his head shaved and seeing no surrender. And like we've got like Irish lads in it and you know, the public of and, and, and you know, I, I knew what the connotations were. They were like that. Ah, and this is before we gone out and then the first thing Butch does when he gets the ball he absolutely huffs it out and we're like oh, we, sh we got beat 1-0 it should have been 9 should have been 9 so the manager's turned up 45 minutes before the game with his head, his head shaved <laughs> and shout no surrender we're going to parachute in like like uh, like paratroopers we're going to get the job done and we're going to fuck off and then he said no surrender and we're like ah oh. <laughs> Just about your money. This, this, this is minutes before we go in out for the the the, uh, the tiny ways, are we? He's just about you mean, head, yeah, he? just alone in his hotel room or something. Just what we're going to do? It's not going well. There's only one thing for it. Just looking at mirrors. That was the end. That was the end for him, really. The, the lads just that was it. Training everything. So the lads will love this. Yeah. yeah. Come in. I mean, we were like, he come in. Oh, he was like door. through the door, shaved head. I'm like, what the fuck? Did it last long after? Towards, towards the end, the, the end, near enough the end of the season, because you know I think we just steered up, which was only because I think Cambridge got beat. Did he get any more jobs after that? Managerial. I think he ended up managing a hotel. I think up in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get out there and collect them glasses. So like, I can imagine that would be quite disappointing, that, though. Hugely. You know, like somebody who you yeah. see as an absolute hero. Like your boy, Especially cool, when I've just said, it's, this is my club. Yeah. And the transition from being a supporter to a footballer took us a little time because I'd be getting on the bus and I'd be like, the God, no, I'm so, you know, fucking shit the deer. And you're like, you're let, <laughs> letting the fan on the bus and they were going, will you fucking sit down? And I'm like, fucking hell, you know, just bawling and stuff. And I'm going, I'm just, just kicking off. And they just wanted to, to sit us down. But to see Butch from being where he was into a manager, right. that, that was took the tear. And it took us, I'm saying, you know, it took us about six months to really acclimatise to being, you know, it's like as a professional, you've got to be, you know, you kind of, you know, completely, it's a job. And it's, it's some of the players don't feel it like I felt it, and I found that difficult. Did it get better under Mick Bucks then? No, it got worse. Oh. <laughs> Mick was dour. Mick was absolutely dour. <laughs> so we spent most time doing shadow play and fucking nothing else. Well, you look at the record. I mean, we hardly won any, and if and it was like nil nil, one one, nil nil, one one. That's about as exciting as it got. We're a good squad of lads, though. In spite of the oh yeah, I mean the. the we got some young lads come through, and then, as I say, Tippy turned up, and then Andy Melville. That 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 year, we uh, just before the transition, before uh, Reedy came, so we were always struggling. But there was a good group. There was a good group of local lads. Who's Tippy? Uh, Phil Gray. Phil Gray. Right, Tippy. Aye, aye, Phil Gray. Centre centre forward. We got, we got him from Luton. We had Alex Chamberlain. I played with his son, I think. Tappy. <laughs> no, I think I played with his son at uh, York. Really? Some, yeah. No, it might have been one of the greys. I know. Tip, I think Tippy's got a son. I think he's. I mean, Phil playing then. This could be any grey. Could be any grey. Could be any grey. His name was Tippy. I'm not, I'm not even fucking Billiken <laughs> either. Two. His mum were half all right and all, by the way. <laughs> he listens and all, so it's Tippy. <laughs> 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 Tippy, tap it, and his mum Tuppy. That's a Spanish football thing, isn't it? Tippy, tap it, tuppy. As I say, it wasn't until Reedy turned up that the whole picture just just changed for for, for, for the team. And but I you look at the players that, that were there, it just needed, I wouldn't even say half decent man, just, just somebody to come in, just lift the spirits. He, and, made it, and, he just made it joyful. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you, you went from being, I can't, I just don't want to even go in I mean Mick Buxton for me again so I was playing centre forward and centre off so me, me, one of my first games as centre forward centre off he put us we were playing uh, I'll tell you the story behind this as well so we, we went to uh, we were playing Tottenham and it was it was the FA Cup fourth round and this was it was on match you know it wasn't like Sky then uh, so and he, he just out the blue he went you're playing centre off right side it was uh, Jürgen Klinsmann Sheringham and Bombay were playing up front for <laughs> That was my first ever game playing centre-half. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so that's four that German, right? 4-1. Uh, <laughs> it was ones each at half-time, and Benno got sent off. But, uh, yeah, the, the prelude to that is, uh, because when the FA Cup was on, on uh, the big match, whatever it was called then, we, uh, they said, right, we'll take you off some winter training to Fingerola. So I think we went on the Tuesday, landed McBuxton, right? It's, you know, got us all in around about five o'clock in the, in the evening. He said, look, have your dinner. He's gonna get, you can go for a few pints. Uh, he said, but we, I want you back for, for 10 o'clock. Right, gaffer, out. So I'm looked at me watch, we're in Fingerola Square, it's midnight. There's nearly all the teams still out. 
So we're all still drinking, drinking for fun. Now, I think Kevin was in there, obviously, and maybe a couple others. Uh, and then the next thing I know is uh, Mickey Gray comes in. He's like holding his eye. His eyes already starting to get black. Craig Russell, Martin Smith saying, fucking hell, come to me. I don't know why they come. I don't know why they come to me. Yeah, come to me. Big man, big man. It's all kicking off outside. He said that fucking loads of them and stuff. One of them's fucking smack Mickey. So I've gone outside. Honest, they was about 20 or 30 lads on the other side of the this car park stood there. And I was like, yeah, fucking not having this. Too many. Fucking far too many. <laughs> so I'm still next. I'm, 29 too many. Uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to Benno and I'm looking at Benno and Gordon and Gordon's like, so far. anyway, looks up Phil Greer and, uh, and Derek Ferguson. Fucking cause, of, cause, cause an argument in an empty room. Straight over. Fucking already given at this. Anyway, so the next thing I know, there's a young Spanish lad. He's got one of them pint bullseye pot glasses, you know, pint glasses. And he's chasing Phil around the car park with his, with his glass. And he's like, anyway, so that comes close to me. And I was like, stop, 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 stop. And I said, put it down, put it down. And, and me and you, this guy. So it was right there. He just placed it onto the boot, the, the bonnet of the car. I ran out, went bang, have that. Rolled <laughs> under the car. All hell broke loose. <laughs> there was fights everywhere. Everybody's kicking off. I, I, mean, I must did about nine or nine or ten. And it was it was something like a you know, like a cowboy movie. <laughs> Next thing we hear, sirens. So we all can scatter, scatter everywhere. And then eventually I'll, I'll get back to the hotel and my shirt's off. It's just some of the lads have got a few little bangs and bruises. I just realized when I got back, my hand was was massive. So I just got a bucket of ice and put it, forgot all about we were playing golf and match of the day. We're turning up to do all in interviews <laughs> that, that day. So we're playing golf anyway, so I'm all in the queue. Mickey, Mickey Greer's got a fucking big pair of black glasses. He's got a massive black eye. Anyway, I find out, I mean, I find out later that it all started because Mickey had three pints and he was pissed as always with three pints. He was having a piss up this lad's scooter and the lad's seen him and started shouting at him. Mickey went to swing a punch at him, completely missed him, fell on the floor and the lad just kicked him in the face. And that's how it all started. And then we obviously went... You picked played. up the pieces. Uh, Picked up the pieces, nearly caused for kids. Anglo Frank riots. It was, it was just <laughs> hell on. And then obviously, years later, we're playing in one of the biggest games in Sunderland's history for a long, long, for, for quite a while in this FA Cup. If the only fans knew what was going on there, I mean, but to be fair, we put up a, a good display against uh, against Spurs. So, did the manager like ever it. any repercussions ever come? Nothing, of it? nothing. The thing about Mick Buxton is uh, there was lots of stuff that went on. It was a big fight at Christmas. Well, I think Barley would tell you one, one he got arrested, a couple of the lads got arrested. Later that year, we had another Christmas party and it was a massive fight. Was that the fancy dress one? The fancy dress one, I, I, again. So <laughs> that, was, that was Richard Odds. His missus came out for some reason. We were in this pub, but this lad was chatting her up and, but, and he wasn't happy about it. And all of us had kicked off and all I hear is we're outside. And the next thing I know, there's about 10... 15 lads outside, some of them fans supposedly, all wanting to fight with us. So again, already throws the first punch, there's hell on. I'm dressed as Batman, all la la latex gear on, <laughs> all, the, all the body armor, the cape. I'm like, oh, whack, whack, wow, wow. Barley's <laughs> <laughs> dressed up as some woman, I don't know who it was, Bo Peep or something. He had, uh, he had uh, TC, because he'd broke his leg. Tony Corton. Tony Corton. He was he was Long John Silver. He was hitting people with his crutch. <laughs> Quinny was a big monk. It was just you look around. It was carnage. And supposedly the police have a video of this fight because it was all on CCTV. And is this in Sunderland City Centre? Sunderland City Centre. 
Yeah. Police yeah. are in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't know who they are. Yeah. Right? No, he thought it was uh, was mental. Then we, we used to we used to go out every Christmas, or if it was a fancy dress or something, and we would be fighting. Do you never think just to go somewhere else? Well, we tried Newcastle, and that didn't go down too well. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go somewhere and be inconspicuous yeah. with Newcastle. Eh? Yeah. Can you remember no, what you one, 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 the the one. Uh, one of the Christmas ones? They said, "Right, there's too many fighting. We're going to invite the women." So we went to the Ramside Hall, and there was another party down there, and then. Yeah, and, Two hours into the party, the, what, the women were fighting. <laughs> the police came and escorted us all out. So I, I think that was it for Christmas parties. It was mad. It was proper mad. Good old days. <laughs> Good old <laughs> days. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll play, we played for some and fought, the, fought our own fans. <laughs> we're very much that mentality going into games as well. We're going into a battle. We're going into a fight. Yeah, and again, do you know, on the backside, like, you just think, do you know, that's what we did and we stuck together and, and, and yeah. that was, you know, and as I said, it just, th them few things had happened and then the Peter Reid's, I mean, Peter Reid was there when the, uh, when everything was uh, happening with the, uh, the fancy dress. So it just brought us together and where we got a right fucking tech, you know, these are all fine, these are stuff like that. You know, behind the scenes, they just loved it, you know what I mean? It was just like, well done lads for sticking together, you all, st <laughs> yeah. all stuck together, right? So how far was it in, when Reedy came in that you thought, He's going to do something here. He's going to. Well, he came in. I think we had six or seven games to go, and we were down the bottom. We got we got through that season. We stayed up, and then the following season, I was involved in every single game the whole that promotion season. I think come to the pre-season, we got a few players in, and it was just it was just joyous again. We went from being well, going back, and we went from being just hating training to really enjoying the load of five sides. The tempo was high. It was all a bit of a laugh. Positivity, right? Aye, positivity, and then the results started. I mean, they weren't they weren't going great, but they were just ticking over, ticking over, lovely. And then we went on a fucking massive run. Uh, I think I scored at Portsmouth right in the last death in Oliver Header, and I don't think we lost a game until until we until we got promoted that season. I think the last game of the season we got uh, we got beat off Tramway, but apart from that, we'd won the league already by then. So, but you were a bit disillusioned with it up until Reedy coming in because you, you're playing, you've finally, you've been through all that, got playing for your boyhood club, and you're like, Fuck, it's a bit the shambles. Right. But, but sorry, I mean, the, the industry is brutal. I mean, it, again, you, you, and I think afterwards, well, like, you look at it and you're going, you've got to take the highs with the lows. And I had a couple of good highs, a lot of, a bloody lot of lows, and a lot of just like, this is just the job. Mm. And I think the, the realization of that's that a job. Mode. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough graft at times. You're away from home all the time. You, you know, you're back. You know, you're not on the team. You are on the team. You're injured. You know, it's it's just mental toughness is 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 an absolute you needed so so badly. Were you just trying to enjoy it as much as you can? You know, with the, with the injuries that you've had, and and I suppose I'm saying, did you feel like you're on borrowed time with it all? You just think I'm going to try and enjoy it as much as I could. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, fucking, I enjoyed it. I tell you that the whole lot, the social, the playing. That the, I just I went out on. I was if there was a night out, I'm out. It was I was out, and, and I was I was I was maybe a bit of a leader with that. Yeah, I look back. I wished I was maybe a little bit more professional. But I, but that was the that's what we did. You know, we all did it. It wasn't just me. We we had a, especially at Sunday. We had a big big school the drinkers really. What um, what Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and then Saturdays, and well, Saturdays were on the bus. I mean, you know, we had some freaking away trips for Sunderland. The bus was full of drink at the end. I mean, we were just 
just non-stop drinking and playing cards. And then the bus used to pull out, if we got time, right outside the nightclub so we could all gun in. <laughs> <laughs> and I would track suit straight in. Yeah. Is this Niall Quinn as well? Well, to, to, to be fair, this was before, the, the, uh, before Quinny turned up. I mean, Quinny, when Quinny turned up, I uh, obviously he was massive, massive signing and uh, top look. So I was sat in the change room and I was just trying to make conversation. And I was going, all right, Quinny, mate, you know, Lee, are we pleased to meet you? I says, where are you living? And he was like, uh, oh, uh, I've got Sedgefield. I says, I'll, he, he liked the races, so he's right down there by the race course and stuff like that. I says, oh, that's nice. He says, yeah, I've got a nice place, you know, a bit of grounds. And I was like, oh, lovely. He said, uh, where are you living? I says, oh, I'm living in an estate in Sunderland. He went in an estate and went, oh, yeah. And he went, uh, and he thought for a little while, he went, I've got two peacocks you can have. And I thought for a minute, fuck, I'm too bad. I went, Quinny, I live on a council estate. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, oh, sorry. Jeez, jeez, he said. <laughs> so I live in Silksworth, I live in a council estate in Sunderland. <laughs> Who's <laughs> <laughs> got two peacocks? Oh, no, got two peacocks. Because at first I got two German shepherds, and I'm thinking German shepherds, and then I thought, just clicked, the penny just dropped. He went, he thinks I live on a and like an estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm no. the pe peacocks. I'm a, I'm a... Okay, no. So were you like, uh, you know, like your pals and all that? Uh, obviously, a lot of them Sunderland fans. Were you like their hero? Yeah, well, do you know, we, we all turned 50 and we all had, went out for a beers and stuff. And, you know, you just, you know, remember them days and stuff. And a lot of them just said, uh, we just were so proud to have a, to have a friend mm. that played for Sunderland, which, which was fantastic. But you know what? They, they kept us fucking so grounded. Them, so as soon as the game had finished on a, on, on a Saturday, I would obviously play as lounge, have a good few beers, and then I'd be straight into town. You know, and fans used to be, you know, you'd be just been round you and you'd be going, yeah, you're fucking good today or you were shit today. And I said, I know, I'll just have the banter. But I always been with my mates. So just me mates from school and stuff. And so we were just always having a, having a few beers. Yeah, you know, and if I was on the bench or stuff like that, there were always ribbers and stuff like that, but they just kept us really, really mm, down the road. And, and I'm still mates with them now. We're all, we're all still, we're all still mates on WhatsApp groups. It's, it's boring as hell, but uh, we keep in touch, but it's nice. You know, yeah. so. Did you play much in that Premier League year? Uh, 14 games. But again, I mean, in and out. But Mel, Andy Melva got injured, so I was going to have a run and run the team. And then we played Leeds away, so we're coming off time one 0 I'm playing against Brian Dean, and I've had a good game. Oh, so you're back at centre half now. So I'm back at centre half now. So once once Reedy took over towards the end of that promotion season, I was playing more centre half than I was centre forward. Probably maybe sixty percent centre half than I was centre forward. Then the Premier League. I was coming on a sub. If I wanted a sub and I wanted to go, obviously throw us up there. But generally, if I was starting, I would, I would start at centre half. But I was playing against Brian Dean and I come off at half time. They'd scored just before half time. And then uh, I went in and we had Sam Allardyce because Sam Allardyce had just been uh, sacked by Notts County. And he, he just, you know, really had his piece, said what he wanted to do. Bob, Bobby did a little bit and then I just went for a quick piss before we went out. And he followed us in the fucking toilet, Sam Allardyce. And he was like, Fucking get the bastard! Fucking kick him! Fucking get right up his ass and fucking! And I was, I was fucking coming out. I was like, you know, it doesn't take much, much me to wind me up. I went out there and I thought, right, I'm fucking gonna fucking have a fucking right go here, Brian Day. You know, I've, I've had him under control, but I thought I'll fucking be aggressive <laughs> with him. Anyway, ten minutes in, throw in to his feet, and it's just bouncing. I've come from the side of him, and I went to fucking smash him. He's just lifted his stuff, smashed on me ankle, just broke it, and I didn't want to believe I broke it, but I heard, I heard a crack. And I just I carried on playing for about 15 minutes. 
and then the ball went out of the top of me and I tried to turn and, and I knew I was I, I was not good like did you blame Sam <laughs> I would have, you know, and the eyes, I, I, you would, wouldn't you? But I, I just, yeah, it just took me mind off being, you know, as you say, yeah, you're, you're, you're just trying control. to play. I'm in control to being out of control. Yeah. Yeah, and I've just, so I broke it. But that uh, that rehabilitation, we, we'd had a new physio as well called uh, Nigel Carnell, and I've come off, and but we've got a two-week window where uh, it was internationals, or it was, and coming up to the Christmas period as well, it was December. Uh, so... Mel's injured. We're playing Tottenham two weeks' time uh, at White Hart Lane. So I was like, you've got to get yourself fit and ready. He's going, will you be okay? And I was, I was lying to him. I was going, no, I should be okay. So I had a word with the physio and the physio went, I says, I'm not sure. I, th I think I'm going to need an X-ray like first before I do anything. He went, you're okay. And I says, it's so. I went, look, I'm, I'm all right to manage and pain. I says, I'm telling you, it's so. And he just says, no, you're all right. He says, I'll have a you know, jog around the pitch. And he says, put you on the trumpet. So I'm on the trumpet one day and the next next day I'm coming in and I, I says, it's killing us. So I'm having no anyway, he, he, he wouldn't believe us. So I rang Gordon Ellis and I says, Gordon, you've got to get to me to a hospital. I says, I'm in agony here. I says, he'll not fucking listen. So they had the x-rays, he come out, he went, you've detached your ankle bone. I was like, you're fucking useless. So I ended up having a fucking, ended up having another operation. So they put the nuts and bolts in there. And then I played the rest of it. Once it was fixed after six, eight weeks, I played again. I got back into the team, played again, and they had to take all the nuts and bolts out at the end of the season. So who, what was Gordon Ellis doing? What, so at first of all, good, sorry for Gordon, is he, he was, he was a, a prison guard, but he, he, he had his physiotherapy uh, qualifications. So he was just coming in to help at the time, Gordon. Right. So every now and again, he was, he was you know, he, he, the, the, the prison service knew he was doing, he was just coming in match days and he was helping. Anyway, this Nigel Carnell, even though he was meant to be good, he's fucking rubbish, rubbish. I've been getting done for libel, but he's also really shy. He wouldn't go on the pitch. Do you know, if you were injured, he wouldn't come on. He didn't want to come on. <laughs> but really didn't know that until one of the first games. So we were playing live on Sky. <laughs> Can, brought me uncle come here he wouldn't come on he wouldn't come on well we didn't know this he was just like he was just having a word with gordon and so so gordon was sat next to him and i can't remember got injured it could have been balling just fell down coventry gear and early on in the season fucking boiling boiling and absolutely boiling trainer on nothing for a little while trainer on anyway so we're looking at the back and he's he's looking down and i can see him whacking gordon so gordon's come on with a big bench court over his head He's running on like that. He's in front of the pitch, gets in the middle of the pitch, and he's he's treating Barley and he's got his thing. So we're all walking up and he went, Well, like that. Gordon, what the fuck are you doing? He went, I'm on the fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you. He's on the sick. <laughs> so he came full time after that. I think he was like, uh, couldn't get the cameras to see him, so he was like, oh. <laughs> But that, like, as if he's got you on the champette as well. Aye. Aye. I mean, he, uh, at, at times as well, I mean, there was like the, the TC, Tony Courtney, he, he, he smashed his leg and the smithereens, so they put a rod in. So far. And he was meant, obviously, to, to come through his rehabilitation and keep with it. But he kept taking his crutch off him. So he, so eventually when he came back after six, eight weeks, it, 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 it mended, bent. So they had to break it again. Well, so they took the crutch off to... He took his more strength. Strength. To, to turn the wall for more strength, but it, it actually uh, then it, it, it wasn't. So a lot of the stuff he didn't last long. I'm telling you, he didn't last long. But he was uh, not only wasn't he good, he couldn't even get on the pitch to be able to treat you. <laughs> I'm on the sick, I'm on the sick. Right? 
Did you ever push back from going to centre back from striker? Were, were you disappointed? Did you feel you were a better striker or again? I just versa? I just wanted a player, so I, would, I yeah. was I was a, I was a player that was always in and out. So I would I would have a run on the side, you know, three or four games, and it just wouldn't quite work, or I wouldn't score because we weren't on top of at all at times. It's always it was always a struggle and changing. And put Craig Russell in, bit of pace, or we want yeah. the big lad on. And so when they said go back to centre off, and, and to be, I felt more comfortable then at, at centre off as well because. Generally, you've just got to edit it and kick it, mm. you know, and and I was aggressive anyway, so it suited my game probably a little bit more than than than, than being a centre forward. And again, and people don't realise at the time is my knee was deteriorating as well, so yeah, and it was not quite, you know, as I say, it wasn't it wasn't fixed properly as well. So did you see it as like a, a preservation thing for your career, maybe knowing if, that your knee weren't right? You step yeah. stepping back from that. I, I, I wanted to. I made it. You know, when I went to Burnley and stuff, I tried to make it clear that I was wanting to be a centre half because yeah. centre forward was was just was was too much. It was too much. But hey, I just I just wanted to play, and and that's one of the reasons I left Sunderland. I, I just wanted to play because we'd getting promoted. I'd played the last fourteen games of the uh, the Premier League season. Freaking just just went down. You just never scored enough goals. I think we had the highest points scored. In the Premier League yeah. at that time, and we went down, and we played Sheffield United the first game live again on Sky on the Sunday, and I wasn't. Andy Melville was back in the team, and I was just disappointed. I couldn't understand. It probably was the right decision. Melville was a better centre off than than I was. Yeah. You know. Nobody wants to be dropped. But I just didn't want to be dropped, and I just wanted to play, and, and I knew I was on borrowed time, and I just wanted to play as many games before it was all over, and hence I, I went to uh, I went to Burnley. Tough decision what to fucking decision that was. Fuck you now. Yeah. Was it Stan that signed you? No, it was it was Chris Waddle. Chris, so we played. Chris Waddle was, was came some, to Sunderland. Came to Sunderland was was brilliant for for seventy eight games, uh, and then I just mentioned I come come away and I was just like I just fucking want to be away. And the next thing I know, I'm in my house and I get a phone from Reid. He just said we've just accepted a, a bid for two hundred grand from uh, from Burnley. Waddle wants you. Was that were they League One? Yes, as well at the time. So yeah. you I'll drop them down. So I went from Premier League. So Premier League last fourteen years. Yeah. Then we got uh, we got uh, relegated to the uh, the Championship. Yeah. So I was thinking it was going to be a season of Championship, but then I went League One. But I, again, at the, the time, I was like, just want to play. Yeah. Just want to play. You thought there might have been some other Championship clubs interested, but you just first it was first Waddler. option to leave. It was Waddler. Yeah. So I, I just said, I just said the gaffer says, I, he went. To be fair to Peter Reid, he went. Lee, I don't know what you you can steer. He says, I'm I'm happy with you. you. You know, you're a good lad. You're good in the dressing room, all that sort of stuff. But you knew we could have still yeah, keep just said, in and out. He went. It's just it, it's up to you. But uh, I went down to uh, to Burnley, and at then the time, so there was uh, Chris Waddle, uh, rest of them. It was uh, Glenn Roder, it was Gordon Sid Cowens, and. Uh, Chris Woods, the keeper. So that was the backroom staff. I mean, they're all freaking living legends, really. So they're all brilliant. Well, sorry, living legends. Bless them, Rhoda. And uh, so it was like we sat down, we were chatting about the contract and stuff. Yeah, have a Guinness, have a Guinness, have a Guinness. There's was about 15 Guinnesses in. And I was like, no, I'm not signing. After about the 16th, I went, ah, fuck it, I'll sign. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. Give us that pen over here. <laughs> I never had a clue, didn't know, didn't know who they were signing. Didn't, I, at the time, f forgot what they told us. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a sign, so fucking hell. And then I turned up at the, uh, they played Watford. I never played because I was obviously a bit hungover. Uh, so Watford, and then the Munder, I was training, and then I went to the training facilities. I was like, ah, fucking cow sheds and shit pitches. And, what have I done? Right? Did you just have to embrace it though? You tried to, you got to. I've made, I've made that decision now. I've, I've, I've signed. 
And so again, a right contract? Uh, 1,200. Uh, Three-year contract, 20 grand sign-on fee. So, right. so it was so decent. So that 16 pint weren't too yeah. bad then. So it wasn't too bad. So for that, that, that was all right. You know, and then, yeah. then um, moving expenses and stuff like that. So I could uh, relocate. So I, I got all that, which was okay. But again, I went down and that was a fucking basket case of a place. <laughs> <laughs> the players didn't like Rhoda. The players didn't like Waddle. It was just, it was, it was, a, all over the place. it was all over the place. And I turned up, you know, and me half nice car because I'd gotten a half decent pay rise at uh, Sunderland. And, and I think some of them, you know, they were League One players at Premier And I, I think that. Who's this big time bastard? Yeah. And yeah, if, you, if you met us, I'm definitely not big time. You know, I just turned up and it was just like, all right, okay. And then we just got off to the worst start. You scored in your first game. Scored my first game. Uh, Lincoln in the cup scored, and then we played at home to Brentford. I think uh, David has got sent off. He told the management to fuck off, and he was he was he, he was in there. And then and then we I was sent a forward then and there after I moved sent. I was it was just a, a just a really bad start, and then the, and they made me captain which I think was the worst thing they fucking could have done. Because I went back to centre-half and I was playing well, but we couldn't score. We just went like six, seven games without, without, without a goal that season. And whatever we did, it just was, and it just was, just was really a real struggle. And then, I mean, it come to it, to the end where we were playing York City away. Uh, I think we'd gone, I think we'd scored 1-0. There wasn't much left of the game. Marlon Beresford's in goal. Marlon puts the ball down for a goal kick, runs up, Kicks the floor, the ball rolls just out of the box to roar. It was a fan, and he scores one's each. We were like, Fuck you now. And then score the last minute, two one. Got beat. Got beat. Which one's the floor kickers? So we're all in. So we're all in for a big chat. barnsley has gone nuts. Everybody's just can lose in the loaf, and it was just, it was, it was, it was horrendous. Like, what was Waddle like as a manager in terms of. Command and respect and training and... To be fair, when it come to training, and he used to play himself, he was the best player on the freaking pitch. He was kidding me as a Waddler. He'd fucking ping it everywhere. Did Waddle f find it frustrating managing players with all due respect who weren't ever at his level? He wanted to play a certain way of football. Uh, and I'd came down from the Premier League and Championship and, you know, being able to pass it. And that's what he wanted to do. And that's what happened early doors. So he wanted us to put it in, you know, put it into fate midfielders didn't want the ball and we would just give them goals away i mean the, the teams were just pressing us and just tapping the ball of us and, and and scoring it was it was pretty hard and then the next time we get i'll get it i'll be looking up to pass it and all i would just see is asses and you're just having to then huff it for 50 <laughs> yards and that wasn't my game either i was thinking fuck you know i'll be like my leg will come off never mind me near <laughs> so it was uh yeah it was it was torture it was torture to be fair but we stayed up uh but I became a brunt of, I became, you know, the, the, the figurehead of like everything bad about Burnley was, was me. And I got, I, it was one of them clubs where I was fucking hated by the fans as well. Was you? Aye, aye. Stick. Stick. I mean, it wasn't going well. Uh, we had, a, I'd had a couple of really bad performances as everything was just turned, the pressure was getting on me. Uh, and then he put a centre forward against Northampton for some reason and he dropped Andy Cook and Andy Cook was their best goal scorer. He was a fucking club hero. Putting you under more pressure Putting under pressure. And we, again, I was fucking trying me knackers off but it just, just again, wasn't working. And then I went for a chance and, you know, just went for a dive in header but just, I was wide, it was too wide. I'd roll just on the side of the pitch and I would just see the fans fierce. Fuck it, hell. They were ferocious, spitting, fucking calling us all the names under the sun and then the next game, 
was against Bristol City. And you know when you just, you know, there's a now and a bit before the game and you just wander onto the pitch and you're just looking around and stuff. So I stood there, there was about a handful of maybe 15 Burnley fans. And I'm just walking around and I'm getting, oh, hey, you're fucking useless. And I, and I walked out and I went, lads, I haven't even fucking started playing yet. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I says, it's not going to make us any, can play any better if you're going to abuse us. And then they were like, first of all, you thought, oh, they've, 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 got, they've got it got like, you. and I got, got to the tunnel and I got in there. You're fucking still useless. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then put your, putting your strip on for that, you're just thinking, oh, can you get to you? Oh, big style, are you? Yeah. I mean, I'm thick skin and I'm strong. Yeah, yeah, been through freaking, yeah. you know, traumas in my life, but it, it's, it is, it is tough. I mean, I can handle you've had a bad game and, and you're gonna, like, I just, you know, play Sun and you can get your fucking useless to the early and all that. So I, I can get that. Didn't, didn't mind it from any of my managers, but when it's constant and you, you are the, yeah, they hate because you, I felt as though everything wrong with Burnley, and it was, it was, I was there, you know, figure point for, for, mm. for that. That was there, you know, top captain. of captain. Yeah, and, and, you're, and you're having it. Mm. I mean, what were the players like were you though? You know, you said they were a bit standoffish with you when you first signed. Did you obviously grow into it? And the lads, a couple. I mean, I got a couple of half decent friends and stuff there, but it was wasn't the same cultures. Like the lads who we brought in from other clubs, they all decided to live in Manchester. So when I was on the end, I was, I was, I'd, I'd stopped just on the outskirts of uh, Harrogate. And then the other lads were like the local lads and nobody went out and nobody did anything. So it was just like, pff, there's no way of really getting to know them. Hmm. Completely different from what you'd had at Sunderland. So, so we were close mates over there. With, yeah, yeah, fight, every, everything, everything yeah. about it was just so, so close to like, as soon as training finished, everybody just wanted Gatsby. to get away. Boosh. And it was just like, Oh, okay, nothing, you know, they had tennis, they messing around, you know, and they gone for a coffee, do you want to go for a tea, do you want to go you for a You try it as well, because you know, you were talking about being like entertainment's yeah. manager. Always, it? always asking for anybody for the fancy of the beer. No. No. And it was, again, it's it's just then hard to really get that get that bond with the rest yeah. of the lads, you know. I'll hold my hands up, you know, I, I played well for maybe five, six games, but it just got, you know, my form was, was, was terrible again, but like everybody else's. It sounds similar to Sunderland under... Buxton and Butcher, though, that you look at the, some of the players that they had. Yeah. Did it need a stand ten and just to come in, lift everybody's spirits and <laughs> fucking never lifted mine? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you now. <laughs> it would even worse. <laughs> you know exactly what you were doing then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he first he come in, and I knew of him. I knew of him, so I, you know, so I, okay, and you saying he just he just come in the dressing room first year, and he's went, he's all a bunch of cunts. Uh, you nearly got promoted. You nearly got relegated. This fucking great team. He's a fucking useless. You're useless. You're shit. And he went. Can anybody take a long throw in? And one of the lads went. I can. He went. You're in my team. The rest of you, I'll fucking make me mind up. And I thought, oh, that's where we're gonna play. So that was it. So he went out and he just called us a bunch of. But it just got, it just got really bad. And he was like, he was sending, he was sending uh, Sam Ellis to to dig with me as well. What are you doing? Where are you going? Where are you living? Well, I, so I was living in Harrogate, but Mrs. didn't like it. So I was traveling in from Sunderland. So that all got stopped. Get yourself into the office, right? You're moving in. I end up moving in with Glenn. So Glenn Little. So, so the deal was I would, I, I would cook. <laughs> <laughs> he would drive. Uh, so, but all that sort of stuff was going on. And then the game started. I, I put, you know, again, I'm, I feel as though I'm a good pro. I work my knackers off, get myself fit uh, in pre-season. And then I'm in his starting, I'm in his starting 11 for the, the first couple of games. And then we play, I think we'll, we'll play Barry in one of the, one of the cups, you know, midway cups. And, uh, 
I'm broken. I just says to him, everything, hard grounds and stuff, like, me back was killing us. And we had loads of injuries. Everybody was struggling. And he, he got Sam to come and just begged us. He says, look, Lee, we've got this young lad called Scott, Scott somebody or other. He was 17. He was going to be making his debut against York on the Saturday. And he needed a season. He needs somebody to help him. And I went, I can't play. I says, I'm twisted. I'm, 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 I'm completely broken. So on and on and on and on. And so eventually, I, you know, again, I just went, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play. <laughs> 16 bites, yeah, fuck yeah, it, I'll so, play. <laughs> so again, nice fucking warm day, running, I was fucking that, he had that uh, Creswell, he was, he was at Man City when they were in the third division of York, big tall lad, gangly, but he ran the channels, he was running the channels. Oh my God. So it was about two minutes before half time and we, we got a throw in and obviously it's a long throw and he wants me to get up. Oh, fuck, I'm on my knees. So he can't get up. I went, I'm fucking knackered. He went, fucking get up. And I just turned around and I was, I'd lost my steam was coming out of my ears. And obviously it was there. I just went, will you fuck off? And anyway, threw in, blah, blah, whistleblowers. We're all in the fucking change. You know? So I'm sat there, fucking sweats pissing out of us, my back's killing us. So I'm just sat next to Steve Brotherwick and uh, Mark Wynn Stanley. So he just comes in, the door throws open. He went, you fucking dare take the me like that. He went, anyway, you're fucking sacked. And I said, fucking good. And I just took my top off and threw it at him. <laughs> and just went straight into the shower. And then I heard, and you're fucking sacked and you'll never play for the fucking game again. I didn't know who it was, but he sacked fucking two other players. <laughs> there and then. It changed anyway. I heard the boots gone out. And it was Steve Blatherwick and Mark Winston. He went, what the fuck did we do? This <laughs> is our fuck. And I just, just got my gear on and I just drove away from the ground. And I could hear, as I say, and I could hear the, uh, the match commentary. Uh, going on and then off I went but I only got so far up game finished and you went uh, you're in tomorrow what phone call phone call you're back in tomorrow so I says I turned up and it was just like just a running session who called you Stan no Stan wouldn't call oh. us so he kept giving Sam to, to give us a call so and that was the start so I went and eventually I went to see him he went uh, I'm telling you now you'll never play for Burnley again he said so that's it you're done and did I said, that's fine. I says, you know, you'll have to right. fucking sell us. I've, got, I've, I've still got, I've still got a year and a, year and a bit left on my contract. And he went, uh, you've had this money, you've had that money, you're a fucking, he just, just was just audible to us. Anyway, so I turned up for the training with the lads and he went, you're not training. He said, uh, you'll wait at the end and Mick Doggerty will, 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 will train you. But it was just a running session. It was just doggies, doggies for about fucking 45 minutes. So this was where I was. For, for for a little time he's just just doggies and then and then eventually he so he, he got sam to come and say will you come in on uh tomorrow tomorrow morning another morning this has been about three weeks now I'd, I'd, he told us i wouldn't play again and i've been running me knackers off he went uh he come in he went we've had stoke i want to take you he said but i've told him to fuck off he said uh he says you're not going i was like oh, what he went no tell him to fuck off you're not going he says you can stay and run with them mick Oh, stop. I was fucking furious. So I just thought, well, fuck him. So, I, so then I just, I, you know, I, I just went on the drink. I just was, you know, that was bad. I was just drink. I was just turning up for the running session. I got Glenn to pick to, to drop us off in the morning. I was fucking completely hung over every training session, just completely tossed. Did you ever off. think about? Just, yeah, did you just breeze through the running? Or did you? Oh, I, I was, I was, I was, I was. To be fair, Mick played. Mick Dockley played for Sunderland, and, and I'd, I'd met him a few times, and he was a really nice gentleman, and he. He was devastated he had to do it. I mean, he was really devastated. So he just can't do that. And he knew I was just going through it. And he never said a word. He just knew we had to give us, yeah. you know, 20 of them, 15 of them and stuff like that. And then in I went. But, I think uh, Glenn spoke about 
his relationship with with Stan and it was love hate. They used to get onto him all the time. Can you remember any examples? Because he's the uh, the bottle on the bus, yeah. the head tennis. Yeah, do you remember? Well, he had gone, had gone. So I'd gone by the time all this happened. So Glenn was in the, but he was always a big character. Glenn, funny. funny. I mean, I loved his. I was just saying, I used, to, I used to live with him. But I remember one uh, one one weekend he said we'd had the weekend off. And he again, he'd got a decent contract. He, he just bought a nice car, like this fast, this Rover something or other, which was which was a decent motor. And he'd already only had it a few days, and he'd already getting three points on his license. <laughs> and I was like, you no good. Anyway, he said, I'm off. I'm off to London. He says, you're all right by yourself. I says, oh well, and you know, I've got to stop here. So off he went. He said, by the time he come back <laughs> on the way down, because he was flying, he'd got stopped by three constabularies and got three points in every one. <laughs> so by the time he got back, he had 12 points on his license. He's your driver. <laughs> My driver, like, yeah, so, but he, he appealed and I think he was alright for a little while. But uh, yeah, but the whole argument was that then Northampton came in for us. Again, it was Ian Atkins who I'd had from Ipswich and was played with Ipswich with and, and he, he was at Sun and he was assistant manager to, to, Terry, uh, to Terry Butcher. And uh, it was all agreed and I was going to go down, but I was still owed 20 grand. Stan wouldn't give us it. And he knew I wanted to be away as bad as well, but he just went, I'll, uh, you're coming back in training, then you're coming back. I says, I'll fucking see you first thing in the morning. Then. And there was silence for a little while. And they just fucking slammed the phone down. So anyway, it was about 35 minutes later, his secretary came on the phone and just said, uh, Lee, Lee, and I says, yeah. He went, uh, they're having the word with the, with the chairman. They're, they're trying to do something. And I says, well, well, tell him, you know, I, I want me full money. I'm coming back. She'd uh, put the phone down a little while and she'd come back and she was crying. And she went, what have you said to him? <laughs> he says, he's gone fucking nuts again. And she was half crying. He says, he's, he's being horrible. I mean, he was an horrible fucking man. I didn't like him. And uh, and eventually said, 20 grand minus tax. He says, we'll give you a 12 grand severance pay, which worked out near enough mm. where I was anyway. So I snapped his hand off and I says, I'm fucking gone. But uh, I'd, I'd have killed him. I mean, I literally fucking hated that man's guts. He treated us like a twat. And I wasn't, I was a, I was a decent pro. But mm. like I said to you before, we had a word with, with uh, centre-half. You've had a trainer, was it uh, Bury and Plymouth and... Oh, Swanee. Swanee. I had a word with Swanee. And Swanee actually told us that uh, that was that was all. That was his plan all along. So they wanted you out before so they could so get him in. Get Swanee in. Uh, Swanee was on a free, but obviously they're going to free up the wages. Yeah, yeah. And that 20 grand would have come in handy as well. Yeah. So, but then then the last game of that season, <clears throat> we played Burnley and I scored. And uh, oh. I think he sacked Paul Crichton after that. It was the last game of the season. It was really wet at, uh, at six fields and I've, I've scored ahead and it's, he's like slipped through him. It's gone on the bottom, it just slipped through him and I could God, God and Armstrong said, <laughs> he went fucking nuts. Did you, uh, celebration? Oh, I went out or am I? I call him all the little fuckers. And, but, uh, Straight in his, in his face? Oh, I was, just on, I was just on the edge, you know, like yeah. everybody grabs you. And then the next time I seen him, he came to watch Northampton play Man City at Main Road when they were in the third division we were playing. And he just he was just in the dugout, you know, having his fag. He just stood there, what you know, you come to watch really. And fuck, he had the audacity to see all right, Lee. And I went, fuck off, you little cunt. And that was it. He just turned tail and went away. Do you know when he sat you at half time? Is that the did he do something on the radio as well? Yes. So he was on the radio saying he's a Did discreet. you hear it? Uh, no, just what I heard heard about it. Right. Uh, it was it was it was it was damning. He was just telling us that I wasn't good enough or I was disrespectful, all that sort of stuff. It was just and it was rubbish. And I 
I've actually read the the insert as well from his uh, from his book, and it was fucking pack of lies. It didn't. It didn't. I'm like, oh, I was a load of shit. A load of shit. Read my book. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. He knew all along. He knew all along. He was fine as left, right, and centre. Honestly, I had our name money. He was every You've come time. Personal. Yeah. He just you just call us into the office, and he went, uh, "Where have you travelled in from? You find. You find." It was just fine as a week. We were just, I had the PFA on. I was just, it was torture for around about eight weeks. And what was the period from him coming in to you leaving? Well, you imagine he came on for start of the season, pre-season. And I think it was the fourth game in. He said, I'll never play for Burnley again. And then it took him probably another eight weeks to get me out. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't... It so wasn't I can't a... understand why he turned the Stoke thing down. Well, like, what, what rhyme or reason is it for that? Fucking just show you nastiness, unless it was just a, just to wind me up even more. Don't know, don't know the truth it's of it. It's a strange one. No. Is it, where's he from? Is he from up here? Oh, I think originally he's, 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 oh, he's a he's he's from one of the mining villages. I wonder I, if that's, but, that stock thing weren't even on, you know, don't because know. you want to get Peter Swan in, hmm? whether that's just a, a, a dig at you, yeah, or probably, yeah, yeah, but I, I told him fuck off because. Because that's the way he was. I mean, I've heard people say, yeah, he says things just to put, you know, you press your buttons and stuff like that. So whether or not that was complete I lies, I, I don't know. Because I didn't have an agent. I was just working, you know, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't, or somebody's rang us and said, no, we've got this and we've got that. I was, you know, I, I didn't need an agent. I wasn't any big time in football star. Did you feel like it was a fresh start at Northampton then? It was great. It was great because I knew where uh, Kevin Wilson, Jockey Wilson from, from Ipswich, you know, the, the old days and Ian Atkins. Uh, and I got on with a few, a few of the few, few of the lads there, and then eventually they signed they signed a few lads from the northeast, which was fucking brilliant. And so we, <laughs> again, we then we turned out having another drinking school, and then it was just it was it was carnage. To be fair, how were you when you went first went to Northampton fitness wise? You know, if you said you just well, were on the drink all the time. Yeah, it took us again. It took us. It took us a few a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was I, I was always yeah. Even though I was drinking, I was only maybe that for around about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Three week bender, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd have come accustomed. I was, uh, yeah, I, I, the stories. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a fairly big drinker to be fair. At the, the time, and when I got to Northampton, I got bigger. I was but drinking. you enjoyed it on the pitch. I enjoyed it on the pitch. I lo loved, loved, loved it. Loved, loved playing. Again, it was uh, just loved getting the the physicality, the, the aggressiveness, and and, and, I, you know, and I, again, I just was just loved the battles and and. It, yeah, as I say, I live by the sword and I died by the sword. I'm, 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 I'm ruined, you know, completely. I've got bolts in my back, you know, rods in my back. I've got two knees done. I've got my ankles done. I've snapped my ankles. I've, you know, the elbows. There's, there's, you know, there's not much left of us. I've broke, smashed my nose millions of times. You know, I've got cuts on my head. But I put my head in where I, where I shouldn't because I, 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 I played on the edge, really. Yeah. Of, of played on the edge of uh, lawful and unlawful, but mostly it was unlawful, I, I guess, where I was at the time. You Do like you know? the dark arts? And... All that sort of stuff. Hey, there's loads. The amount of footballers I meet and they're going, you did that to me. <laughs> oh, you, have you done that to me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Jeff Thomas thing, so far, I, I mean, I'm poor Jeff, I, I just went through him and he, he, he was out for over a year. Did you feel bad about that one? Not, not at the time. But, you know, later life you do. But yeah. he was, he was giving it out and giving it the big, large, and he was kicking people. And he was, he was a bit of a bully himself on the pitch. And then I went on, and all I thought about is if I get the chance, I'm, 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 I'm not holding anything back. And it did. I was centre forward at the time. He was midfield and just broke in between us a proper fifty-fifty, and I just tore into it. I just went. Uh, but I, I knew what I was doing. Just skimmed the top of the ball. 
So is that how you just saw it? With, it's just every man for themselves. Yeah, I, I, I think you probably had a couple of lads on, and but, but I, I knew my limitations, and I knew what I was there for, especially when I was a centre forward. I was there to put myself about. End of, you know, if I grabbed a few goals and stuff like that, I was there to mess a few people up, scare a few, whack a few goalkeepers, whack a few centre-offs. You know, and I had likes of Craig Russell, Phil Gray, Don Goodman and stuff. And that was my job, get up, get the arms up. And, 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 and I mean, my nickname around the place was Lunge. I mean, I, I literally just used to <laughs> lunge, <laughs> lunge at, at freaking everything, <laughs> everything and anybody. And, and, and I did it in training. I mean, not as, not as bad as Barley at times, but I was... Uh, but I was, I was, I, I was a nasty. When I crossed that line, I was, I was a nasty piece of work. Was it a, over the line? We talked about it quite a lot. Yeah. The switch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at, at times it did, you know, spill it, over. Spill over. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm, I've, at times with my teammates, I've maybe gone a bit too far as well personally, and I just think sometimes, you know, when I look back now, I, I, I regret that. But you know, it was that was the school. It was the you know, it was the the biggest man. Who, you know, who's the hardest? Who drinks the most? All that sort of stuff. And, yeah. and, and I was one of them. And I was one of them. And how do you look back on that era now? I loved every minute of it. I mean, when I think about it, I couldn't have played now. You know, my limitations on my knee, all that sort of stuff. But then, I just had the fucking time of my life. You fit in well to so that. Yeah, mentality. mentality era. Yeah. That was my era. I just that that was. I mean, if you if I went back further, I would probably have been okay as well. Yeah. You know, when they were kicking each other up a height, I'd have been fine. But as soon as I got into the two thousands and stuff, I'm, yeah, I'd finished at the, I mean, I finished at thirty two, but I went on. And, yeah, still because I, I couldn't stop playing football, even though I was like <laughs> virtually wheelchair onto the pitch and throwing <laughs> myself wounded. on. But I couldn't stop playing football. But I knew professionally, I was I was done at thirty two. I was going to ask, but I think you've just answered the question. You know, you said you you were earning more money at the mail when when you first signed for Sunderland. Any regrets about that? Again, people, I, amount of people, Sunderland fans will come up and go, "What's it like? What was what was it like? What was it like?" And I'll be thinking, "You a Sunderland fan? How long? All my life." I said. So if I said to you, "You can play for Sunderland tomorrow," what? what, what oh, and I went. It's just exactly mm, that's what how I like. felt, and it took. I still now when I look back, I look back with with great pride. In great pride, you know, it just did that up that I was able to represent Sunderland Football Club in some, you know, poor times. With some, you know, we got promoted to the Premier League. I, I just, I was playing Sunder football two seasons before then. I was playing in the Premier League, and oh. a few months before then, a few years before then, I was told I'd never play football again. So for me, it was just some you know, turnaround. Was, aye, some turnaround. But again, for all them operations, for everything I've done, I still wouldn't change it for the world. It was, it was just, and I made some great friends. You know, I've got some, you know, half decent stories. I, I wrote a book about it and so far. It's just, it's just some things that I would just think. I, I used to tell people this story, and they, they, they couldn't believe it, and they would say, "Write it down, write it down." But I, I, I never really had the time or the, or the patience. But I, after after ten years of being persuaded, I, I actually did get it down in writing. Did you come up with a name? the book i tell you what would you believe the name came in this room really we had to do one it was uh premier passions it was the 25th anniversary or the 20th anniversary and there was a big do and this the big top tail was here and there was a compare and obviously uh, quinny was here you know all these all these uh honors and this one barley and captain blah 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 and it says uh and 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 lee howie uh Decide, violent, decidedly, decidedly average, and, uh, <laughs> and everybody start pissing themselves laughing. And I always added in in his head this uh, decidedly average, 
uh, massively violent. And I had friends in the thing, and they just went, "That just sums you up." You know, as I say, it was it was a it was a play on words, but it, I I thought it was great. Yeah, you know, I wasn't the best of players. I was good at what I did, but you know, like I've had before, is I was I was average amongst that elite. You know, when you know when people try to give you some some stick when you're out there, you just think you have no idea. I could have been a player and all that sort of stuff. And you have no idea what it's like to play at at, at an elite level. It's it's uh, you know you've got <laughs> you have to be a good player. But again, yeah, you know, I, I just knew what I was doing. I had to I had to knock a few people over. If you could play one game again in your career, what would you go for? Wimbledon away when we went down. See, just see if I could change it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunderland. It's Sunderland, I. Yeah, we we had the fucking crazy gang last game of the season. Uh, we're two points ahead of Coventry at the time, and again we we, we had all the, it was nervousness and stuff there, but we had all the ball. But uh, one one of the goals actually came. I've tried to head it into order, and it was a bit of a mix up. Fucking Mickey Gray's fucking miles away. They've played it left, and they've gone and scored, and it was just all us, and we just couldn't score. And in the end, we found out Coventry had beat and Spurs two 0 and we just went down. That was that was the massive biggest disappointment in my life. I was devastated. Even being told I was, I was, I think I sobbed for about three days. Really? I, I just couldn't believe that we'd, we'd we'd gone down. Because again, everybody there was my mates. You know, yeah. that we had joyous. We had been everybody running on the pitch and grabbing you and hugging you and all mates come. Up, they've got photographs of us and with mates I went from school, lads who um, you know I've met from Sunday League football, and it was just joyous to be in absolutely gut wrenching. And if I could change that, I would, uh, that would be the that would be the only game in my life I would wish I could change. There's something in the water up here, isn't there? What were the Sunderland the the fans? Yeah. Just the passion that they have for the club. Right. I love it now. I'm, I'm there all the time. I work for the club. I just I'm, I sit next to Jim Montgomery. I mean, Jim's, you know, you, 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 Jim, and, and the two of us are jumping up and down when we score. It's just, it's crackers. You just think, just doesn't leave you. That that love for the club just does not leave you. I just, you know, I just love everything about Sunderland. That's, I'm a Sunderland lad. I'm, I'm proud to be from Sunderland. And, and now I fucking love my Sunderland team because they're fucking playing well now. Unbelievable. Aye. Hypothetical question. You do really well at Burnley. Newcastle come in for you. Are you signing? Can treble me money, aye. <laughs> <laughs> See? I told you. It's all about the money, lad. It's all about the money. Treble me money. Because <laughs> uh, Ramos said no, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And Fez said no the other way. Yeah. Not a fucking chance. Won't sign for that lot down the road. Well, if, the, if it was from Burnley, there wasn't much in us anyway, so they could have had a fucking crock as long as they trebled me money. But uh, as I say, as a kid, I, I went from playing for new, you know, trial games in Newcastle and being there around Jack Charlton era, and Gaza was there and so forth. And it was, yeah, it didn't fit right with us, but I wanted to, just wanted to play football and I wanted to be a professional footballer. And for that to be fucking Newcastle, that to be Newcastle, you know, that's just, you know, you just have to live with that. I'd have to fucking move, like, wouldn't I? <laughs> 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 I mean, I was Stephen played for the Newcastle, uh, as you as y'all know, and then he bought a house in Sunderland when he got his his better contract, and the, the fans found out and fucking turned around with red and white paint and paint his fucking grass red and white. Yeah. <laughs> How right. did they find out? Who? Who did I find out? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely it definitely wasn't me. But he moved shortly thereafter. Were you both Sunderland fans? Yes. Yeah. He was more no Tottenham, but, he, but he's, uh, yeah. Again, you know, people, he's, we were brought up in fucking the toughest, one of the toughest council states in in, in Sunderland, do you know what I mean? So, you know, we, we 
both were brought up, and my dad was mad Southern fan. So you know, this is this is this is what we were brought up with. I mean, he was a little bit more finicky. You know, he went for the best team. He liked a bit of Spurs and stuff like. That. He wasn't like me. I mean, I was proper diehard. But he, 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 but he was he was a son. He, I mean, if you asked him then, you know, I did 10, 11, 12, if he was in Newcastle fan, he was saying, "Fucking, of course I'm not." What was the crack with the flood at Northampton? I, I'd only just arrived. I there was a fucking massive, massive flood. Uh, but it was buzzed pretty bad. I remember all the pictures and where we were. I think it was a place called Far, Far Cotton, which was near the river. And it, would, it was in a bit of a dip. I'm a fucking 10 foot height. <laughs> training cold off. Nobody know. Fucking not, not with me and Atkins. We got no chance of getting training cold off. Did you no. enjoy your time at Northampton? I did. I did. There were some good lads. Uh, the first season I went down again, relegated. Uh, but again, I think I just said we had a bit of an influx of some Northeast lads. Come and it just just made a difference. That went and, the, and then the uh, the drinking school happened, and then we were everybody living in Northampton. Everybody's living everybody. in Northampton. We all living in Northampton now. And then Steve Howard came down, and he was in the north, and we were just yeah to the to the uh, disagreement of his uh, of his parents. He just like trying to keep away from me because I had a fucking reputation then, and they were like, but I was I was out drinking. I had I had lads crying, man, because they didn't want to come out with us because I was I was that bad. Drinking them out. Dragging them out. Right. Uh, Richard all used to hide under the bed in one in the hotel room. He just wouldn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> no big and I'm not covered. I'm not covered. Uh, right. Never a problem though, the drinking. Uh, I, there was there was a stage. There was a stage where I was drinking more stairs. Apart from yeah, thinking that was Dane Gooden, apart from a Friday. Yeah. Because uh, I had a game on the on the Saturday. But I was finishing training, I was drinking. So as soon as I'd finished training, I was Tesco's lived right next to Tesco, so I would be getting Four cans, two bottles of wine, and I was drinking that most days. Is it because you just enjoyed it, or uh, I, I think a bit of lonesome. So, so obviously, you know, we're from your family. You know, I had a young family at the time. Uh, things weren't great, and they weren't moving down, so I was going to be stuck by myself. And uh, and I, uh, and I suppose when I went out with the lads, I fucking loved it. I, I, I loved that socialising. Socialising, I love that social life. But then, would you drink on your own? Oh, I. I mean, I never used to, but I, I started to drink on my own when uh, when I got to Northampton. I, I, I don't know why, I don't know what even started it off. But again, I just maybe think I was as lonely, and I just thought I'll have a I'll have a bottle of wine, and then the bottle of wine turned into two bottles of wine. And I'm thinking, coming in from training, I just thought, fancy a couple of pints, and I'll get a, I'll get some cans. It just becomes a routine then, and then it becomes a routine. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I was doing that maybe for five months. But then you, and then I snapped like, and then I just, it just, Snapped, just, just stopped. I just went. Were you, were you able to just do that? Just stop. Well, I always like the social, but the, the drinking in the house yeah. and stuff. I was able to do that. And again, over over time, that creeps in again, and it creeps out. It creeps in, creeps yeah. out. So yeah. And the, where I'm at the minute, I'm I've, I'm I'm probably just in this <laughs> managing sort of situation at the minute. After I finish work on Friday, I'll have a few beers, and then on Saturday I'll have a few. But then then I drink it, then I drink on a Sunday. But if it's if the sun under a weir, and I'm yeah, you know, and I'm watching the stream, uh, and I'll be sat in front of the telly, and I'll have the cans and so far, and then I might pop out and have a few beers and so forth. So more social than that yeah. every day. Yeah, no, the yeah. every day thing is uh, got so rid of. How old were you when you retired? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. But I'd. Uh, did you ever? Did you see that? Obviously, when people most people retire, they're like gutted. But did you see? Getting to 32 was an actual bit of a blessing. Like, mm -hmm. I've got to 32, I've not done actually too bad. To say you've been written off at yeah. 7, 18. A bit, uh, both, so the problem I had is that I'd, I was finished at 32, but I didn't have a fucking pot of piss in. 
you know, I, I, I didn't have any money. You know, I'd, I'd, I was, I'd, I'd gone through all these knee operations. I was going through a divorce. So I, I just didn't, I just I had nothing. So I, I, I needed the player. I just needed the player, even though I was fucked. I mean, I was proper fucked. I mean, Is that it, the point that it got to that you just, had, you had to play to had survive? To play, had to play. So uh, I had a word with uh, Kevin Wilson at the time. Uh, we just signed Gabby Adini. And we signed Gabby Adini. Gary Bennett rang us a couple, couple of times to get us to Darlington to come there. But uh, I was just getting in with a, with a new lass in, in Northampton. So I just thought, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll just stay where I am. It looks like I've got a, I'll get a contract. Kev's all right. So after I'm being the pre-season, Kev went, yeah, mate, just got up to see the uh, the chairman and we'll, we'll sort it out. I went to see the chairman. The chairman was like, he doesn't need more money. Gabbers has got it all. He says, we've spent the ball budget on fucking Gabby Adani. And I didn't really get on with Gabbers, to be fair, when we first come. He, I, I just thought he was, he was a bit large. I mean, we get on now, but he'll tell you now, I fucking didn't use to, I didn't like him. Anyway, I went down to the train and I'd had my kit on. I was thinking I was going at the train and I was watching the train and then messing around and I could see him fucking around and I went, you know, I'd, I'd had a word with him and Gabbers always used to stand stand up for himself and said something, but fucking chased him everywhere around that train. <laughs> chased him and chased him and chased him. I fucking couldn't go, go catch, catch couldn't him. Catch him. <laughs> if, if I'd have caught him, I'd have fucking killed him. <laughs> I think he ended up hiding in a fucking, in a, in a cupboard somewhere before I could get hold of him. But, uh, it wasn't his fault really. Yeah. No, okay. I just, I just I was angry as fuck. Yeah. And then uh, Nigel Spink was was doing the goalkeeping coaches at the time, and Nigel went, uh, well, "Come play for me." And he, I says, "Fucking, where are you?" Anyway, <laughs> I got to Forest Green, and I knew we'd played Mill Green. I mean, I didn't know Mill Green in a pre-season friendly earlier, so I thought it was Birmingham. So I says, oh, "That was fucking." I was in Northampton, it's only 40, 45 minutes, and I went, "Yeah, that's fine." Fucking, and he went, "Yeah, four hundred quid a week." So fun. I mean, I was getting again, I was getting 11, 1200 for, but I just needed the money. You know, so yeah. I just said, yep, that, that's fine. Oh, so then I, so, so, <laughs> so then he rang us on Friday to go down and play a game. And he went, right, he says, the directions, M and we're like, M5, M6, I said, where the fucking hell are you talking? And I realised it was in Stroud. And for me, it was like fucking two hours, 45 minutes in the car. <laughs> he thought you were signing for more green, more green, green. forest green. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I can just I'll, imagine I'll, if it's now on maps like you're that yeah. scrolling. And then I, I I just get to the ground and I'm like, ah, fucking can't move. <laughs> Took us ages to warm up. And when I used to get back home, by the time I'd played and got by, I used to pull in on the street. I used to open my car door as wide as I could and virtually throw myself onto the road and then crumble off. I just couldn't get my legs out of the car. And I tried that for, for ages and then I got... What's the film? Uh, DiCaprio, where he's pissed up. Oh, at the Wolf of Wall Street. Like that getting out of the car. was terrible. <laughs> was ter but I, I played a few games for them and, and I, that went well. I, I enjoyed it. And then we uh, we played in the FA Cup against Battlesfield and it was at that time, it was the longest ever penalty shoot in the FA Cup history. I scored mine, like, so I was happy enough. <laughs> but then I got uh, transferred. It was a swap deal done and I had to get an uneaten. But I went there as a player coach because I got all my badges by this time. Because uh, I still want again, still want to keep him. But I, so I was doing, uh, so I was doing, uh, I was player coach there. Is it, was it not something you wanted to do, staying coaching? And always, I, I uh, Quinny got the job here, and I asked, you know, it's asked about that, and, the, and I said, yeah, if I just come up and so far, and then it was like for the, it was like seventeen grand a year, and I was like, oh, fucking seventeen grand a year. I, I, again, if I was a lad who'd been playing and been getting five and six grand yeah, a week, like some of the were, I, that you're all right. 
but that that had to be like from like a family. I mm. had you know, I still had kids to pay for. It was just it was just not. And then I wrote to all the football clubs to say you know this is what I'm doing. This is me coaching badges. You know, be licensed. You know, going on for my year. Uh, didn't get one response, and then that's it. So I, I, I just had to, I, then I end up getting a job. And the only thing I can do at the time, I thought, was well, I can talk, and I've, you know, people seem to like the accent when I'm down south. So that's when I just got into sales, and I've, I've been doing that ever since. It is a bit of a mono monopoly in a way, the coaching side of it's things. Who you know, mm. because the money's you, I never realised that the money was that low for coaching staff going into Premier League clubs. You do need money behind you yeah. at that age to be able to afford to do it, don't you? Unless you come coaching, through the ranks, yeah, unless yeah. you're a young lad, you know, 19, 20, and that's what you yeah. want to do, that, hey, that, that, that's okay. But, but if, are they going to give an opportunity to a seven, 17, 18-year-old at a Premier League maybe, maybe, Well, maybe coaching the, 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 the sevens yeah. and the eights, you know, but, and then maybe building yourself up as a as, as a as a career, but not not from where I was. I just it just couldn't 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 take that. Just, just it was, it was heartbreaking as well because, yeah, you know, Quinny went, come up, there's a job, it's the academy, and I just thought, I, I just cannot do, do it, cannot do it. So what did you do? As I said, I went into sales. I, I cycled down to Bartley Card, and at the time when I was in Northampton, says, gives a job, and I've, <laughs> and I've been working in payments ever since. How far was it on? Three Push miles. Rate? Three months. <laughs> I thought you drive. I you got London. No, on. no, three months. But there was partly cut out a massive office in Northampton. Still yeah. do. So I just, uh, I literally knocked on the door and went to the main office and went, "Have you got any jobs?" You got one. And, and I got one, and I've been in the industry ever, ever since. It's twenty odd years now. I, I, I work in the city. Our office for the company I work for now is is actually right next to the Bank of England. And so. I, uh, yeah, I've been doing that. I mean, my job really now, because I'm quite high up, is really relationships and getting getting on with clients and partners. So it's it's meeting them, and then it's tapping them out for a few beers, or it's 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 a meal, and it's to chat, and it's just getting to know them, and it's you know a few stories from them, and we just enjoy each other's company, and that just gets the trust, and all of a sudden we're doing some decent business. So it, it, it's working for me at the minute, so I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And have done for a long time. Yeah. So you just literally just got on your push iron and thought, I'm just going to ride down there. I was desperate. I was. I, I, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any money, which is fucking. And again, people people meet us now, and I've got a nice car, and I live in a nice house, and they just think, oh, he's a footballer, and you just think, you have no idea. Yeah. None. Have you got an estate now? <laughs> Four peak up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ford estate. <laughs> 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 but, but I imagine a lot of lads who of your era will have been the same. Or I, I was long careers. Yeah, I got a job, and I think that's what kept us. I mean, I've, yeah, you've got all the stories about yeah you know, the depression with lads, alcoholism, all that sort of stuff. And do you know what? Would I've gone down that path? Could have, could have. You just had touched on it. You know, if I had nothing, if I had nothing to do and nothing to get up for. Yeah, but I did. I had, uh, you know, I, I got a job and I was looking forward to it. One a of focus. Them. Yeah, and it was sales as well, so it was all incentives. So be the best salesperson, get there, do that, get be there, and all of a sudden you, there was always targets to go for. And again, yeah, you know, being a sports person, that's that's all I live for. I just live for to win. So yeah. I was like, win this competition, win that competition, be the best at this, and I've, I've just done it ever since. 
Can't get themselves by smashing people, though, can you? <laughs> you can be aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Massively violent. Yeah. You can just start... Uh, yeah. Subtly violent, yeah. I would say. Yeah, subtly. Sign yeah. that fucking yeah. contract. Leo, yeah. close the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Massively violent. Where do you live? I live quite close to that. I can pop round any time you want. <laughs> Sign the fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose you'll... Because as good as that song is, I think I don't think it'll ever leave. So you'll always be etched in Sutherland's history. Because I think they'll still be singing it in twenty years' time. It is. I mean, I'm, it must make you smile when you hear it. On the I love it. I mean, I love it. I mean, yeah. Be you know, I'm not talking to me to, to me brother, but I remember the time it was first sung. I mean, I remember warming up when I was warming up with Mickey Greer and uh, Brian Atkinson, and I could see Mickey laughing. <laughs> and I went because I'd never heard it. And he went, "Have you not heard that?" And it was about fucking five or six lads sang it. And I start laughing and applauded, and all of a sudden, five or six lads became fifty lads became, you know, five thousand lads, and then all of a sudden, it just, just, it's been everywhere. It's on the internet, YouTube, it's fucking Chinese people are singing it. I mean, it's, it's, it's crackers. It is. Crackers. You must get a few pints more yeah. for you. And everybody, yeah. And I just say, I'm, I'm, I'm Lee Howie, and they look at us and go, Yeah, I'm Lee Howie, Lee Howie, Lee Howie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nah, then. Yeah. <laughs> and again, oh, I've got you and go, you know. Right? Yeah. But I, I got introduced with uh, the last game we played, uh, when we played Southampton, this guy stopped us and he went, oh, you're a how are you so far? And he's got a kid and he was only about eight year old, you know, fully kitted out on the kit. And he went, do you know, this is son. And he's looking, oh, yeah, I've got no, yeah, El Bobo, Barley guy. He just went, uh, that's Leo. And he, his first one, and he went, yeah. The Lee Howie, his face just lit up. Was like he's just seeing some like, mystical fucking creature from somewhere. And I, but I just said that's that's what happens. Up here. You just I, I can be in a supermarket and I can hear down the aisles, Lee Howie, Lee Howie, Lee Howie. And I'm like, ah, brother is a creature. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get anywhere. I'm telling you now. We'll finish here and I'll get in the pub, and I'm sure with somebody singing in the bar. Absolutely no doubt. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, top man, mate. Thank you very much. Class, mate. Enjoy that, mate. Okay, lads. Thank you. Brilliant. Leowie, Leowie, Leowie. Your brother is a beep. <laughs> what a story, by the way. I like that way he openly admitted that he starts that song off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, I'll take full credit for that. <laughs> yeah. There is something, I know we mentioned it in the episode, but they're just Sunderland, Newcastle fans. It just. I don't think many other places, though. Scotland, yeah. What, just that diehard? Yeah, just like all they're bothered about is the football team. Mm, exactly like McCarford was, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they used to travel away together watching games. Sunderland and Newcastle fans that are just absolutely love it. Yeah. Fair play. He, he was a, another old school Swanee type yeah. character, wasn't he? Mm. Loved the football, but also loved Beer. the other, yeah. The other side. Mm -hmm. but I think, I think we, the thing we forget a lot of, I, bet I, re I reckon 80% of footballers were like that back then. That generation, he, that, and that's the thing, if, as long as everybody were doing it. You're yeah, right, no, you're not at a disadvantage if everybody's no. twatted three times a week, are you? Yeah. Everyone's I mean, it's the Simon Garner thing. one's another level up for me. I don't put people, if you're on Patreon, you listen to it, but his, his was just straight in the players' lounge after the game. Yeah. Just was, a given that they're going to be out. Yeah, Saturday the night, football was Sunday. a bit of an interference, really, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You understand why a lot of lads got divorced and that, can't you? Yeah. They're like, the, the, the wives would only have so much of it, wouldn't they? Mm. Have you ever been anywhere where they had a 
a couples day. Like every Sunday, they just go out as couples. No, have you? Never, never. But it's weird, isn't it, really? But they used to. What, is it something that happens now or used no, to happen? No, I reckon it used to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I bet when they once every six weeks. I'm sure they didn't make it every Sunday. Oh, no. <coughs> rip the arse out of it, like, like one of them, we, oh, we, we best do it this Sunday, lads. Keep us sweet. We need to take one off. We've had seven, we've had seven out on his own, lads. We best take him out <laughs> next Sunday. <laughs> but uh, he didn't really go into his relationship with, with their Steve, does he? No, I don't think he wanted to, did he? No. no. Um, I think they, it's a bit well known that they don't really get on anymore. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't want to delve into that. So as, enough, as professional... Respectful. Professional, respectful podcast hosts we didn't dig. No. I didn't realise the start of his career was as cutthroat as that. Belgium. Ret- but retired, like yeah. being retired twice. Yeah. There can't be many that have done that. His, his name must be knackered, man. Hmm. Like to, to just carry on playing once you've been retired at 20 odd. Have you, did you, it'd be a good one for you to watch. The, do you know the 2003 Rugby World Cup winners? Yeah. They go into a prison and organise games. Why would it look for me to watch? Are they cheated? Do you think I'm doing it? No, but it's just a good watch. They're all like, they all go for a pint after and they're just like, you know, I think Johnny Wilkinson was saying that was my peak and after that I was just struggling to find a, basically, you know, like when Tyson Fury won the world title. Yeah. He just had The drop off. Yeah. Why do they go to a prison though? Just like like a TV show so they'll go and try and get them back on the straight and narrow and make a, rugby team, the make a rugby team in prison like yeah so they coach them and put a team ah, together and right. that with a view to when they leave to join an amateur rugby club and right it's really good i thought you meant they, they were like a like a fly on the wall and they'd stuck up rugby team in prison <laughs> no so they go in and they coach the prisoners ah, but me like, she. there was a ben cohen saying um when uh, he nearly died i don't know i don't know exactly know the full story he was like the phone didn't, nobody rang us. He said, but I blame myself as much as anybody because I didn't pick up the phone to anybody either. Mm. You know, before it. Mm. I suppose when you hit them heights, there's only one way yeah. in the World Cup. Proper. Like, there's only one way, isn't there, from, from there. Yeah. And you yeah. said, I'm still, still finding myself, still working out what I want to do and this and that. And it's like 20 years yeah, can later. You, and you've committed, all, committed the life. 93? 2003. Oh, sorry, I thought you said 1993. I knew you weren't listening. <laughs> I fucking watch it. I can't remember getting up at about six in the morning to get to the to watch it. Yeah. I tell you what, Harry's loving Germany, isn't he? Doing He's well, isn't he? Impressed. He's impressed. Yeah. And people say, you know, why's he gone there? And look at him now. To be fair, step. though, like, it's, it's, it's a bit fucking ironic, isn't it, that as soon as he leaves, Tottenham are top at league. I know. <laughs> it's like unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? Imagine Did, if they go and win the league. What, what, what are you holding them back? Harry's <laughs> <laughs> 30 goals a season, we're holding them back. <laughs> I'm sure we've had the same conversation every year before they drop off. Did you see um, Gary O'Neill on Monday Night Football? Yeah. I thought he was really good, but I couldn't stop looking at his hand movements. What? And, what, what, what just they? excessive. Too much? It must be, S- it must be a manager. Smooth like, or like a, a, a no, just thing? A, Everything. Depends. To be fair though, when I'm when I'm doing my after dinners, my, handsy? my hands that's not holding the microphone, it's all of its shot. Yeah, I want you to watch it and see whether you think it's too I much. I think I might have half seen it. But he, came, he comes across really good. Does he? Yeah. What's your, what's your hand doing during you? I just know it's moving a lot. One of them? Yeah, so if you ever do it, if I do it without a microphone. Like a politician? If I do it without a microphone, it's as I'm conducting an orchestra. 
laugh, laugh. <laughs> but I want, I want Bournemouth to go down because the way he got potted like that. Yeah. You can book me for half dinners, by the way. Wait a minute, Chris. You can book me for half dinners if you'd like, by the way. I don't, I'm not mentioning it for a, a while, so if you would like to book me for an after dinner. Touting your words. Shall we start charging him for advertising? Advertising? I think we'd, we'd probably... I'd go for should. Acast. <laughs> 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 yeah, so if you do want to book... I'm going to set you for sale if anybody's interested. On that, you've kindly said that when we get to 100,000 subscribers, you'll take us for an all-you-can-eat Chinese. Team, all-you-can-eat Chinese. I'll take you for one, no problem. How far short are we? 1500 1500 we mentioned in the intro and we'll, we'll mention properly now that um yeah we'll do uh, football shirt brand new football shirt of their choice of their choice for anybody who, any subscribers because we want to get to that 100,000 mark 1500 off so if you subscribe if you haven't already we're going to pick a subscriber and we'll send you a shirt bit of a competition can we can we pick the restaurant as well yeah of course a new one not giving them a fucking second hand no a new subscriber not a no, if you're already subscribed. All oh, right. Well. Thing is, it's as if people are watching these episodes and purposely not subscribing because I checked the thingy, the stat. Twenty-six percent of people watching our episodes now are not subscribing. Yeah. No, are subscribing. Just think you think you. I'll tell you what. We'll give. We'll, 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 give us eat. we'll give two shits away. We'll give one for previous subscribers, but then one shirt for new subscribers between now and next week. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout, Chris. So if you've not subscribed. If you subscribe before the next episode, you have a chance of winning that shit. And if we know somebody at the club, we'll try and get it signed. Ooh. So live yeah. shows, Chrissy. Oh, live shows. What have we got coming We've up? Got Barnsley. Nottingham, Barnsley, Norwich. I think Barnsley's sold out, is it? No, I think we're about, I think there's 30 to go. Right. 30 Barnsley to go. next week. Uh, then, like you said. Nottingham on the 17th and then Norwich on the 24th. Get yourself down if you can. You and Robert, Alan Rogers, Matt there, Dean Windass. I feel like we're too relaxed today, Amy. It's the sofa. Is it? Is that what it is? Just, we need a bit of, bit of ump. A bit of summit. Yeah. Book ideas up. I'm fine, me, love. I'm going to holiday tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enjoy your holiday. Yeah, thanks. I'll be on it when, I, when this comes out. Have you shaved your back? Fry it. I've, I've, I've shaved it on the last one. I don't know if I need to re it. In fact, get that, that manscaped. Get yourself on this table, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm.